Hello, Kryptonauts! Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli and Cryptolissa. Hey, Cryptolissa, how's it going? I'm good. I've been working all day. That's a good. How thing. are you? That's a good thing. Are you, you feel, I, I, it sounds like you're feeling a lot better. Last last week, oh, yeah. uh, a couple days ago, you were just, I guess, still recovering. Yeah, I was super still recovering, but a lot better today. So, Ooh, how are good. you? Awesome, awesome. I'm excited. Let's get this news going. There's so much news going on. Jake, what's up, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy out there. I've been working a lot more on uh, on my favorite coin, Dynamo. I don't mind plugging Dynamo because I think it's awesome. But uh, yeah, it's lots of changes, lots of things going on, and I just, I just feel like I've been just as busy probably as Lissa thinks she's been busy. I don't know. We've only been keeping up with the, our personal lives. But uh, this content is for entertainment purposes only, and any comments made by us, the host, or any guests we may have on this show is not financial advice. Back to you, John. All right. So before we get started with the top ten daily stats, actually, you know what? Let's get to that, and I'll get to this other little plug-in later on. Um, let's get started with your top 10 data stats here provided by CoinGecko.com. Refreshing the page here. And we have, of course, the infamous beautiful Bitcoin in number one at $43,542.93 with a seven-day loss of 1.9% and a market cap of $825 billion. Number two, Ethereum settling at $3,070.79 with a seven-day loss of 5.3% and a market cap of $367 billion. And number three, we have Tether, settling at $1 because it's a stable coin. No gain, no loss in the past seven days, and a market cap of $78 billion. And number four, we have BNB, my new favorite, settling at $423.08, with a seven-day slight gain at 0.1%, and a market cap of $71 billion. Not financial advice. Okay, and number five, we have USD coin settling at 99 cents with a seven day slight loss at 0.2% and a market cap of $52 billion. All right. Number six, why is XRP in the top 10? I don't understand. Please, somebody explain it to me. Somebody, anybody around the world, just leave me one comment of why. It keeps why is falling. XRP it keeps falling. Still, but it's still in the top 10. Please, somebody, comment. Send me a DM. I want to. I want to understand why XRP is in the top ten. All right, XRP number six settling at eighty-one cents with a seven-day loss of seven point one percent and a market cap of thirty-nine billion dollars. And number seven, we have Cardano settling at one dollar and seven cents with with a seven-day loss of ten point eight percent and a market cap of thirty-four billion dollars. And number eight, Solana, settling at $98.94 with a seven-day loss of 13.5% and a market cap of $31 billion. And number nine, we have Avalanche, settling at $94.71 with a seven-day, wow, gain of 4.9% in the past seven days and a market cap of $23 billion. And Cryptonauts, the last one for the top 10 daily stats, we have Terra settling at $50.51 with a 7-day loss of 3.1% and a market cap of $21 billion. And of course, 
Jake's favorite, the, the top five runner-ups are Polkadot, Dogecoin, Binance OSD, Shiba Inu, and Polygon popped back up in the top uh, uh, 15 because uh, Crypto.com coin took over a couple days ago. But now it's back up there. Cool. All right, Cryptonauts, your overall total market cap is at $2.05 trillion, down by 1.2% in the past 24 hours. That means things are on sale. All right, Cryptonauts. Yeah, buy the dip. Buy the dip, <laughs> exactly. If you go to coingecko.com, you can sign up and get yourself some awesome discounts here in the little candy jar. Uh, and some free NFTs. As you can see, I've already collected mine. Make sure you collect yours. I, these are my candies. I got 11,850 candies. Make sure you collect them, save them up. You go to the rewards tab, click rewards, collect some free NFTs, some free discounts. I, I got a bunch of these stuff already. I highly recommend you do it as well. So with that said, Jake, back to you. Yeah, uh, as you guys probably already know what those of you who are listening to us on a regular basis, we typically run our podcast on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, kind of missed Sunday this last week, but there's stuff going on. You know, Super Bowl Sunday? Or, pardon me, Superb Owl Sunday. So my family t- tends to call it since none of us really watch football. Uh, American football, that is. But uh, yeah, you can always catch us on YouTube and Anchor and anywhere else you get podcasts. Uh, if you appreciate us, we would appreciate if you would show that appreciation uh, at the bare minimum by just giving us a like want to hear more you can always subscribe you can check us out on discord and you can participate there you can collect your daily coin c3 media tokens there every single day and if you do work i still don't know what that does but if you do work you can get more tokens <laughs> that means you have to come back an hour later and you can also get us on patreon and if you want to contribute to our platform we would appreciate it bitcoin ethereum binance bat or raven back to you john perfect Cryptonauts. let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news of the day provided by CryptoPotato.com. First news of the day, uh, Belarus to create a crypto wallet registry to prevent illicit activities, written by Felix Molin. As the political situation in Belarus evolves, the country's government has sought to take full advantage of cryptocurrencies. This could be good or bad, depending on the viewpoints, but a recent decree by President Alexander Lukashenko could again reignite debates about the role of the state in the promotion and control of the cryptocurrencies operation. On February 14th, President of Belarus Alexander Lukashenko signed Decree Number 48, quote, on the register of addresses, identifiers of virtual wallets, and features related to cryptocurrencies turnover. The document orders the creation of a registry to store information on the various cryptocurrency wallets that are being used or could be potentially used for illegal activities in the country. However, the general framework of the document is actually crypto-friendly and other than registering the potentially dangerous wallets, most of the countries... Hold on, I gotta read that again. However, the general framework of the document is actually crypto-friendly and other than registering the potentially dangerous wallets, most of the country's regulation point to the promotion of a healthy and active crypto ecosystem. According to an official note from the government of Belarus, the decree seeks to protect those with cryptocurrency holdings from hazards associated with the anonymous nature of cryptocurrencies, such as loss of property or fraud. 
In addition, the government explains that the registry should prevent involvement in illegal activities either consciously or unconsciously. The National Cryptocurrency Regulator High Tech Park HTP, Authority will be in charge of overseeing such activities. This is of special importance because that agency has already said to the media that it wants to keep a crypto-friendly stance. According to, the, to a Bloomberg report, the words from the High Tech Park HTTP inofficial email were clear. Restrictive changes to existing regulatory model or not currently foreseen. Okay. The government elaborates that the decree is part of Belarus, Belarus's efforts to control the cryptocurrency industry, especially considering that the country allows the free circulation of digital currencies. However, although it is legal to trade and hold cryptocurrencies, their use as means of payments or fiat substitutes is still prohibited. Their president proposed the need for controlling crypto transactions last year when he said that the central bank should focus on creating clear rules and establishing the necessary control to prevent the misuse of cryptocurrencies in the country. According to a research firm, AAA, about 350,000 people currently hold cryptocurrencies. This represents approximately 3.73% of the country's total population. The number of users has grown considerably since President Lukashenko began talking uh, a pro-cryptocurrency stance, especially after political tensions with the U.S. governments and the growing risk of increased economic sanctions, sanctions on the country. In 2017, President Lukashenko signed a law for the development of a digital economy. It gave legal status to cryptocurrency businesses, encouraging their creation. The country also grants certain contractual benefits to the cryptocurrency companies. Also, in 2021, President Lukashenko called on the population to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency mining, taking advantage of low electricity prices and probably trying to attract foreign investments in the face of China's hostile stance. In that same year, ASB Belarus Ban, the largest bank in the country launched a cryptocurrency exchange service for citizens of Belarus and the Russian Federation. Hmm. All right. So this is this is a uh, another dictator pushing their countrymen or his countrymen to use cryptocurrency. It, it makes me it it puts a bad taste in my mouth for perception of cryptocurrency in general because it's like oh great another dictator is encouraging his citizens to use uh cryptocurrency mm. why it always begs this question why why is is a dictator deciding to use cryptocurrency I is it because totally he knows about the second i totally agree with you like why is it the complete opposite in quote non-dictator countries like the united states um, or Canada or something, where there's no dictator in charge and the people and the person is generally trying to be very open about everything they do, and yet in a very bad place like Belarus, I'm not saying Belarusian people are bad, I'm saying that the president, quote, dictator of Belarus, not a good guy, not a good guy at all, and yet he's all excited about crypto. It just seems like the same thing with El Salvador. It's like, oh, we should all definitely use crypto because I can... Uh, and you should definitely have to use my wallet. You know the wallet that we put out. That way, we can steal your crypto. That's or that's keep where track of, keep I think, track of our citizens. I think that's where it's at. You know, they're they're benefiting from the decentralization of crypto, 
because obviously if you're using a USD that is primarily controlled by the Fed and obviously there's sanctions against a nation that can definitely be cut off but if you're using crypto which is obviously decentralized you have that freedom to be able to transact um, crypto aka fiat or what we would consider fiat you know whether that be stable coins altcoins or the, the, the bitcoins um, it's definitely a way the, for for um, countries like you just mentioned Belarus being under sanctions from the US it's like that Use Bitcoin and get around U.S. sanctions because what's the U.S. going to do? Block you? No. <laughs> right, right. And another thing, like you just mentioned, was about the wallet. That's that's the big that's the risk right there, dude. That's what scares me. Like if, if they're encouraging, hey, we encourage crypto businesses. You you're welcome to use whatever wallet you want in our nation. Okay, cool. I want to use what I want to use without it have uh, without there being any blocks, you know. But there's na there's obviously this nation. I'm I'm sure they're going to say, hey, everything is banned unless you use our wallet and when you use our wallet we're going to track all track all your transactions. i'm sure they're obviously not saying it now but in the future they're going to be like okay we want to see what your transactions are you have to pay taxes on that you're gonna have social credit you gotta be careful with that man because it's coming to the u.s yeah. it's coming yeah. to the u.s man people don't people don't believe it people don't understand that this is the reality that we're about to step into that's the future belarus is our future if we don't stop what the what our politicians are doing I, if you can disagree if you want, but the reality that I understand what's going on in the U.S. is what Belarus is doing now. I'm going to speculate a little bit on this because I know I've voiced my opinion on this before, and I really am personally very much against income tax anywhere, regardless if it's in the state or the U.S. government. I don't like income tax. I was like, if you want to get money out of me, either do a better job, I think most people agree with that, or tax purchases, right? Personally, I'm, I'm okay with 20% in, uh, uh, purchasing tax. I'm fine with that because it means you're going to get the money at the time to purchase. It shouldn't matter how much people make. I know people make a lot of money, but it's not the government's business how much I make or how much you make or how much Lisa makes or how much anybody makes. It's not the government's business. That's not important. If you want the money, get it when people buy stuff. And then it's fair because everybody will have to pay it. Right? buy something you pay tax and the more you buy the more you tax you pay how is that hard to understand but what i'm making a point of with this bellows thing in the u.s and the future of crypto is the more cryptocurrencies we have since you know with within u.s dollars you pay on u.s dollars right you pay taxes on u.s dollars um but if you have thousands of different crypto it's hard to even track them all right there's 12 there's over 12,000 according to CoinGecko. look at the top of CoinGecko's listing right there it says if i refresh it 12,614 different currencies. And that's only the ones they know about, right? If you're holding a bunch of coins, which I personally am, how is the U.S. government going to track all that stuff? Obviously, I have to report it, but if, if, if they don't, if, if I happen to be given a, a block of coins from some rando company that goes up, like my Gala coin did, um, then how is the U.S. government going to follow that, especially for people with more who are more nefarious than I am? I guess what I'm trying to say is, this, in my opinion, will lead to diff diffusing, I hope, of income tax. Anyways, on to the next article. Melissa, you want to hit MasterCard for us? Yes, I will. MasterCard to hire 500 professionals to expand crypto 
Consulting Arm, and this is written by Shyanika Decca. Payment processing giant MasterCard is looking to dive deeper into the cryptocurrency industry. In line with this, the company plans to expand its consulting services with new practices focused on open banking, open data, crypto, and digital currencies, as well as environmental, social, and governance. According to the official press release, MasterCard stated that it aims to help financial institutions navigate the adoption of cryptocurrencies with its consulting efforts by enabling banks and merchants to cover many digital currency, currency capabilities. This will include early stage education, risk assessment, assessments, bank-wide crypto, and NFT strategy development to digital asset cards, and the design of crypto loyalty programs, data and services, which happens to be a talent incubator for the broader company is looking to add more than 500 college graduates and young professionals as part of the ambitious ambitious i can't say that word ambitious ambitious there you go uh, growth plans so far mastercard has uh, curated partnerships with crypto focused firms and has helped the expansion of financial tech companies into new markets. One of the main focuses of the payment company is to help central banks use its testing platforms for design exploration as well as development of a central bank digital currency or CBDC. The platform could enable central banks to analyze various frameworks before development and leverage MasterCard's expertise around payment systems, policy and regulation, and governance. MasterCard has taken several steps towards integrating blockchain and cryptocurrency into its business structure. In 2021, the company announced that it will start supporting select digital assets directly on its network. Without clarifying its stance on cryptocurrency, MasterCard stated that it was about the choice of its customers, merchants, and businesses to quote, to move digital value, traditional or crypto, however they want, end quote. Later that year, it announced support for credit and debit cards backed by cryptocurrencies in the APAC region, thereby enabling users to use their such assets in the same way as standard fiat money when paying for goods and services. More recently, MasterCard partnered with cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase to simplify non-fungible tokens or NFT purchases. The company also joined forces with the leading Ethereum software company oh, Consensus to launch rollups for EVM blockchains. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see how MasterCard is getting into the game just the way Visa is getting in. Um, and trying to make all these features available to all customers. Uh, you know, they're like, hey, uh, well, you know, crypto's the new thing, so we're just going to do it with crypto, just like it was with USD. Exactly. So, I also got an email today from Coinbase that said that Coinbase is now letting you get your paycheck into their system for crypto. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, you wanna you wanna uh, do the same thing. Some of these, you know, uh, what is it, uh, CEOs and and uh, mayors of New York <laughs> are, <laughs> um, are doing too. Uh, you can totally take your entire paycheck in Bitcoin. guess if you make more than enough money to pay all your bills and all your expenses it's such a bad thing um but if you're living paycheck to paycheck i probably wouldn't put it into bitcoin per se maybe just a stable coin you know something that pays interest like uh usdc or tether maybe but even so i probably wouldn't necessarily use coinbase i'd probably use you know celsius because they pay a lot more <laughs> like how much do they pay right now john on Celsius? Yeah, for like a stable coin. 6%? Actually, 8%. 8%, yeah. Because yeah. I think Nexo does the same thing. Nexo pays 8%. Yeah. Uh, Voyager's got that way out there, like at 9% right now for USDC. Um, Laura, the, the uh, Cello app, reduced the interest rate from 50% APY to 25% just this week. It was really high for a while, but then a lot of people are like, hey, I can make a lot of money off that. And I did. I did. For as much as it was possible to do for two and a half months. And they dropped it down because they couldn't keep paying that high interest rate. Not surprisingly. They never said it was lost forever. They said, hey, come over here and get more money. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of better options than Coinbase. Coinbase pays so, so little compared to how much money they make. I mean... I realize Coinbase isn't buying out stadiums. Um, are they? Did they put their? Did Coinbase put their name on a stadium? Mm -hmm. oh, Crypto.com did, but I don't remember if Coinbase did. I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we know that FTX did, and we know that Crypto.com did. Um, it's obviously gargantuan sums of money in crypto to be made off of transactions, which is, of course, what Coinbase has always been doing. So the thing I always wondered was, why do they pay so little interest and everyone else is paying so much more? Celsius. Because they're also a publi publicly traded company, that is why. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But it just bug bugs me that their interest rates are so poor. Maybe it's because they're not necessarily doing the same kind of like, you know, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll loan out, you know, money at higher interest rates the way Celsius does. Anyways, it's good to see another major company getting into this, but really just doing the same thing Visa already did. Just uh, bringing crypto to its network, as they say. Is anyone here to PayPal? PayPal to limit... Pardon? Think? Okay, we just heard an echo. PayPal to limit certain NFT transactions. Update policy. American multinational company. It just sounds weird saying out loud. PayPal has revised its seller protection program to include non-fungible tokens, transa uh, token transactions rather, that suppress $10,000. And uh, that's probably because of the rule that just got passed in August. 
According to PayPal's policy, update page NFT transactions valued at more than $10,000 are ineligible. The changes will come into effect March of March 21st of this year, 2022. A document further elaborating statement stated that the items or transactions such as art, media, antiques, or collectible physically or digitally as represented by an NFT worth more than $10,000 or equivalent value in local currency as calculated at the same time as the transaction will not be eligible for its seller protection program. Quote, revising PayPal's seller protection program to expand the list of ineligible items to include certain non-fungible tokens or NFTs with a transaction amount of more than $10,000 US dollars. Rather. End quote. PayPal first announced enabling users uh, to buy U.S. Pardon me, in the U.S. to buy Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in October 2020. The following year, the payment processor started allowing users to spend their cryptocurrency holdings, such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, at millions of online merchants across the world. Just like what we talked about in Mastercard. Talk, uh, talking about the transitional point of cryptocurrencies, PayPal CEO and President Dan Schulman earlier stated, quote, this is the first time you can seamlessly use cryptocurrencies in the same way that you use credit card or debit card inside your PayPal wallet. We think it is a transitional point where cryptocurrencies move from being predominantly an asset class that you buy, hold, and or sell, which is just said HODL, uh, now, to now becoming a legitimate funding source to make transactions in the real world at millions of merchants. Another uh, aspect here, PayPal's move uh, comes less than a week after a U.S.-based NFT marketplace, Scent NFT, halted NFT sales, citing rampant fraud and counterfeit digital assets. CEO Cameron Hijazi uh, called it a fundamental problem in the fast-paced world of digital assets for the uninitiated. Scent NFT is best known for hosting the auction of a digitized version of the former Twitter's CEO Jack Dorsey's first tweet was one of the earliest NFTs to sell for more than a million dollars worth of crypto. More recently, the tax authorities of the UK, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, HMRC, reportedly seized three NFTs connected to a suspect case of such fraud estimated at around 1.9 million. I don't know, this money sounds so minuscule compared to the Bitfinex hack. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Alright, cool. Move it. Let's move on to the next one. State of Colorado to accept crypto. Got it. Uh, before I go to that, uh, before I forget, I want to let the cryptonauts out there know that Binance Smart Chain is no more. I'll explain you gotta later explain on that. episode. I'll explain <laughs> later. Explain that. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. So let's continue on with this news article. State of Colorado to accept crypto for tax payments by summer 2022. Written by Andrew Thorvalis. Jared Polis, governor of Colorado, recently announced plans to accept cryptocurrency for tax payments in his state. Taking a similar approach to Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, Colorado may even launch their own dedicated crypto token. The governor revealed some of his crypto adoption plans in an interview with CNBC on Tuesday with a new piece of legislation called the Digital Token Act. His state will exempt crypto transactions from state security laws that said federal security laws will still apply meaning colorado is still under watch from an increasingly crypto hawkish sec regarding taxes the governor clarified that his state cannot be directly exposed to the highly volatile crypto market quote our expenses are in dollars still i would add he said 
you never know what the future brings. Therefore, as part of the crypto tax payment system, cryptocurrencies would be converted back into dollars by an intermediary when received by the state. That said, from an outwardly facing portal, he plans to accept crypto for all state tax related purposes. Back in 2019, the Canadian city of Innisfil entered a one-year pilot program with Coinberry Exchange to provide a similar service. While Bitcoin could be used for taxes on the payers end, they'd be converted and stored by dollars by the municipality. It's unclear which cryptocurrency Colorado works. It's unclear which cryptocurrencies Colorado will accept. But the governor mentioned both Bitcoin and Ethereum as assets that could be paid and converted in real time. All right, we'll leave it at that. I think this is cool to see a state going more forward towards that. But the other thing that bugs me about it is it means that they'll then know that you had those assets mm -hmm. if you didn't already state them. Oh, you have you have Bitcoin. Oh, how much Bitcoin do you have? And it's not your business, Colorado. Thank you very much for not collecting my taxes. <laughs> All right, uh, can you hit the NSC, uh, NYSE there? Yes. New York Stock Exchange files trademark for crypto exchange and NFT marketplace. And this is written by Arun Bastav. Sorry Sir, if you don't know what you're yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Stock Exchange, or NYSE, has applied with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to use NYSE as a trademark for its future business as a cryptocurrency exchange and NFT marketplace. In its filing dated February 10th, the company indicated that it will launch an NYSE branded digital currency to run its financial exchange for cryptocurrencies and NFT marketplace similar to OpenSea and Rarible. Earlier, the exchange launched a series of digital collectibles named, quote, NYSE First Trade NFTs, unquote to honor the memory of the first trade of a select group of companies. NYSE is among several leading non-tech companies that have applied for metaverse trademarks. A few days back, lingerie brand Victoria's Secret filed trademark applications for virtual undergarments, headwear, bags, and fashion accessories that it wants to sell on the metaverse. Similarly, McDonald's filed as many as 12 trademarks early this month for virtual products and services it wants to launch in the metaverse in the coming weeks. These products can be virtual restaurants, cafes, and typical McDonald's project products, but in digital mode. Despite its filing, the leading stock exchange may not jump into the metaverse with its products and services right away. The initi initiative to secure the trademark 
apparently arises out of concern to protect its intellectual property from new products. A Bloomberg report quoted an NYSE statement that said the company regularly considers new products and their impact on our trademarks and protects our intellectual property rights accordingly. For NYSE, the world's largest stock exchange with a combined market cap of listed companies exceeding $30 trillion, tapping into the $2 trillion crypto industry means more business. The NFT marketplace, which was under $200 million until 2020, has soared, up, soared to top $40 billion in 2021 in a recent call investors in a whoa in a recent call with investors apple's ceo tom cook confirmed that his company tim, has plans for the metaverse tim, said that wrong. i'm sorry it's tim cook <laughs> it's weird that they misprinted that okay yeah, I was like, wait, whoa, that says Tom. I read that, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, this is not the first time Crypto Potato has, has, has made a mistake like that. So. <laughs> um, has plans for the metaverse. Besides augmented reality uh, or AR apps, the company intends to introduce headsets for enhanced metaverse experience. Microsoft and Google are also eyeing business in this space with their headsets and smart glasses. The potential of the metaverse has made leading tech firms secure their trademarks and position their businesses to leverage the opportunity it brings. For example, last year, Facebook was renamed Meta in a branding ex exercise that aligns the company's new focus area, metaverse. Metaverse. Is that that fire word? Metaverse. Everybody should just say metaverse. 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 So all these hey. patents coming out from the NYSC. Hmm. And make Mickey D's. Gotta get those Mickey D NFTs. You know that's what they're doing, man. <laughs> Victoria's Secret as well. I mean, come on, man. Gotta get. The, uh, you gotta collect them all. All that I mean, lingerie, the that, bro. The thing that, that still strikes me as funny is. Uh, is I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Samsung. Somebody was holding an event in Decentraland the other day, like yesterday, and CNBC couldn't get in because the room was packed, but they didn't know that they could just go to a different server and get the same stuff. It's just funny to see that kind of gaming-esque thing happening in the real world for real companies to, to access, and they don't know how to do it because they've never been gamers before. <laughs> but uh, the, the stuff that's happening here is like, like you're saying, that Victoria's Secret is getting in on this, I went into Decentraland and went into Crypto.com's, um, you know, building that they had at Decentraland way before their event happened, and I picked up some of their NFTs, and I just like, oh, they're free, cool, I'll just pick them up, right? No cost, they were going to be given away anyways, and come back, you know, a year and a half later, and, and just put stuff on OpenSea, and people want, want to buy these things. Now, one thing I do find fascinating, and I talked about this for Tech One uh, News, that they are is it level one, level one news art. Um, there are certain things that 
NFTs can be useful for. And I know we're into NFTs because we're in crypto and we're, we're all fans of it. So, of course, we're going to like this. But so many people think NF of NFTs as a joke. And I hate to say that because it seems like it's turning into a weird marketing thing. Obviously, McDonald's, NYC, um, and uh, Victoria's Secret and other companies are getting into it because it is a marketing thing. But it's... It... You guys know what Supreme is, right? Yeah. Definitely do, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched a um, documentary on that, it's too. It's the same kind of thing, right? An NFT is a limited resource. There's a limited... I mean, normally in, in in the digital realm, there is no such thing as limited resource because you can infinitely reprint because it's just bits, ones, and zeros, right? You make as much as you want. Um, but this is unlike, like, in a video game where it's a limited resource because it's in the video game. This is a limited resource in the entire world. So Victoria's Secret could make a limited run of whatever product they decide to make and then make those as NFTs and you can, you know, trade them in the store. Oh, I got this NFT I bought online for 40 bucks. It, it guarantees you that article of clothing or whatever it is they happen to be selling. Or you could trade it to somebody else for more money and then they paid more money, but they can still trade it for that thing in the store. So, yes, it is a money grab. I think we've already acknowledged that. Um, but it is... It shows a point of value like what Supreme does. In fact, I'm surprised I haven't seen Supreme... Please. I would think they would be the first people to do that. But... <laughs> well, maybe they are. I just don't know about it. Because they're so secretive about their sales. But... I, I'm both for this and, and kind of, you know, weary of it. Kind of like, oh, it could be good, but it could also be bad. I think it... Ultimately, it could be good. It just depends on how people do it, because it could be completely done poorly, like when Ubisoft announced their uh, foray into NFTs, and all the gamers were just like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I think that in gamer, some gamers, like 4chan, or 4chan have given NFTs a, a bad rap. They're not necessarily bad, but we're also going to see how these companies are going to exploit them. So, Continue I have on. a question. What's up? So are there fat people in the metaverse? Like, how is that going to work? Yeah, there's all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. You've seen Second Life, right? No, I haven't. I haven't seen Second Life. You know what Second Life is, right, John? Mm-hmm. That's where I bought yeah, my first so, Bitcoin. That's right. That's right. You, you bought your first Bitcoin. I don't remember now. Um, so Second Life is just an online virtual environment where you can do literally anything. And you can literally be anything. You can even design your own avatar if you want. Nico. But yes, can you be fat in the metaverse? Absolutely. Can you be... A weird gigantic monster in the universe? Yeah, absolutely. Could you be a minuscule, tiny little, you know, amoeba in the universe? Very... You could. Could anyone see you? Probably not. But um, <laughs> um, it just depends on what the metaverse, you know, construct allows. Like, have you seen the Ready Player One, the movie? No. I highly recommend that because it would give you a better visual for the metaverse. Um, but the metaverse, I was thinking, the one that Meta is actually setting up, Facebook. The company formerly known as Facebook was setting up um, was literally anything. Now, they're trying to stick with a more standardized avatar, but you can still customize your avatar pretty explicitly. So if you wanted to be looking a lot like yourself in real life, assuming that's what you look like, you could. Or you could choose to not look like that. I mean, it's up to you, really. And I guess you could technically have multiple avatars. You could be, you know, uh, My Little Pony, or you could be... Um, uh, Jason, or you could be, um, 
I don't know, what's another crazy Avatar thing from the past? Uh, Rick or, or Morty? Or Ghostbuster. Or yeah, a Ghostbuster, right? Or any any other famous person or famous thing. You could probably be any any avatar you wanted to be. Um, but I do know that the one thing that I know that, uh, at least from what I have learned and read, uh, that the possibility of you know different colors and hairstyles and, and clothing and and jewelry and 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 I mean even if if you happen to be missing a limb and you wanted your avatar to reflect that, you could still do that. Are you concerned about having to make it look like yourself or wanting it to make it look, make it look like yourself? No, I was just saying because Victoria's Secret was launching an lingerie. I think, I think that um, when it comes to NFTs, obviously they're going to have to deal with that and figure that part out. But it's just like, uh, does that mean Torrid and um, uh, Forever 21 and uh, any, any of the other clothing brands out there that exist are going to have to say, well... Uh, this NFT was only for these sizes, <laughs> mm -hmm. or is it for this article of clothing, regardless of size? They're gonna have to figure that part out. That's why you, that's why you shop at Walmart. <laughs> or Ross. <laughs> or Ross, Target. yeah. Ross, Target. All right, let's move on. All right, continuing on to banning Bitcoin is oh, banning Bitcoin is like banning the internet, says Russia's finance minister. This is by George Georgiev. Russia is one of the first countries, pardon me, is one of the countries where the regulatory status of Bitcoin and overall cryptocurrency market remains dubious at best. However, it appears the financial minister, Anton Silinov, doesn't think banning them is an option that's on the table. According to a recent release by Forbes, Anton Silinov, Russia's financial ministry, or Russia's, yeah, it's a weird way of putting it, uh, believes that Banning cryptocurrencies is like banning the internet. The central bank wants to take and ban crypto assets, cryptocurrencies, arguing that this creates risk primarily for citizens, can affect financial institutions, banks, and create an opaque settlement market. This is the same as banning the internet, which is impossible, the minister argued. Hey, what about the Great Wall of China? Our Great Firewall of China? Doesn't he know about that? And of course that failed, right? It's just, it just most people can't get through it. Silianov argues that the risks of the central bank is talking about are understandable, but he once again reiterated that banning the sector is considerably worse than regulating it. This falls in line with the authorities' recent statements. As Crypto Potato reported earlier in February, the ministry was preparing a draft law and even defined crypto as an analog of currencies. Uh, nevertheless, there's still no resolution after a meeting between Elvira uh, Nibelunen butcher this name, Nabiulina, the chief of uh, the Bank of Russia, and Antov Sulinov, and Dmitry uh, Grigorenko, the deputy prime minister, uh, discussed at the situation joint meeting, but failed to come to an agreement. Oh, it's like oh. the old people meeting with the new people, and it sounds like Antov, the younger person, although I'm not sure about how old he actually is, um, he's obviously got the right idea. Get, trying to get rid of Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in general is like trying to get rid of the internet. The only way you can really do it is by cutting off all connections. And even then, is that really completely 100% possible? No, Turkey tried doing it, right? They turned off the internet. Mm, yeah. What's it called? Sirius, Sirius turned off the internet before. Mm -hmm. Kuwait turned off the internet. Uh, turned off the internet. Um, Philippines have turned off the internet. Oh, it's a present for that. <laughs> but, uh, 
ultimately comes down to why. <laughs> why are you trying to do this? Oh, it's all about control, right? Yeah, that figures. All right, let's see here. I'm going to read an article that I'm pulling up from my phone about Binance uh, rebranding, uh, re you know, uh, the reason why Binance Smart Chain is no more. <clears throat> this one I'm pulling out from uh, beencrypto.com, written by Robert D. Knight. Sounds familiar. Okay. Uh, let's see. Binance Smart Chain is attempting to dis distance itself from Binance with a network rebranding exercise that will see the project re we reborn as BNB Chain. The announcement came on February 15th in a blog on the network's new corporate website. Shortly after the announcement, Binance Investment Director Gwendolyn Regina hosted the BNB Chain introduction live stream. She was joined by key players in the BNB Chain network, including Binance CEO Shang Peng Zhao. CZ Regina began asking CZ exactly what had motivated the change from Binance Smart Chain to BNB Chain. In his answer, the Binance CEO was at pains to explain just how independent BNB Chain is from Binance. Quote, I think for many years, people always think that Binance Smart Chain because it carries the Binance word. People think of it as something owned by Binance, and we have done a lot of work to decentralize it, said CZ. We also realize that BNB is be beyond Binance. It's bigger than Binance. We call it the token. Build and build. I've tweeted it a few times before. BNB is its own living, breathing ecosystem. Now with what we call the BNB chain. So we want to stress this term and de-emphasize Binance moving forward. End quote. Besides dropping the B word, BNB chain now seeks to shake off any notation that the network is centralized. As part of the efforts to demonstrate increasing decentralization, BSC will expand its validator network from 21 to 41. For those who truly care about decentralization, the devil will be in the details of whom controls those extra validators. But for the success of BNB chain to date suggests that the users are not overly concerned with the issue. In a day which saw BNB Chain unleash a raft of new terminologies upon its audience, the company also saw fit to create a new buzzword for the measure, uh, for good measure, MetaFi. According to BNB Chain, MetaFi is a catch-all term for all things DeFi in the metaverse, including GameFi, SocialFi, Web3, and NFTs. Only time will tell if this latest DeFi buzzword catches on. Yeah, alright. So, what, what, comments? What do you guys got on that? I think he's right. I think CZ's right about that. I mean, I, you, it's hard It's hard to pin CZ's Binance company down because it doesn't seem to even have a headquarters. But he's, he's going as, as deep into this as uh, Jack Dorsey is. And recognizing that making decentralization the key factor, not just the key word, so from what from, from the, the little dots that I can put together, it sounds like this uh, BNB chain is going to be decentralized. There is no, this is the Web3 of dApps. Like there is no place, there's no home for that. It's now right. from here on forward, as of yesterday forward, it is officially detached from Binance and is now uh, managed by the community. It's no longer Binance's uh, uh, pet. Binance is being pressured by global governments 
to establish itself within a nation and, you know, basically start getting more stricter on its regulations on KYC and AMLs with its own exchanges. And that's because, and this is really what it's coming down to, like we've been talking almost this entire podcast, to the governments trying to, to wrangle you know, all the citizens of the world, whether they be in their own states or not, into some kind of China channel, which of course is the exact opposite of what cryptocurrency is trying to do. Like the purpose of cryptocurrency. It's like, great, you want what isn't possible. You know, there is some way. Once it gets dumped out of crypto and back into some fiat currency, then you can manage it. But before that, you can't, because it's not wrangleable. Is that a word? Wrangleable? Tell me, Alyssa, you live on a farm. It's wrangleable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wrangleable is a word, yes. Okay, so yes, ability to wrangle. Can you wrangle this? No. Do they want to wrangle it? Yes. But the, the thing they keep missing is the fact that crypto is the answer to the reason that they've, the, the very thing they're doing. I think what CZ is trying to do. The very thing that do, they're doing to us, it's literally the answer. I, I think what CZ is trying to do is trying to protect the actual Binance coin. You know, since we have Binance uh, that is man that is centralized, managed by CZ and the whole team under CZ. Um, if they get shut down, they still have uh, Binance Smart Chain, I guess no more. I guess BNB BNB chain. That's will still you'll still be able to conduct your 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 services through BNB chain, which is a, a pretty much a DAP. It's pretty much a. Um, like the EVM, I guess this will be the B BVM, right? The Binance Virtual Machine. Yeah. Wow. Bing. Cool. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I feel it's 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 two forces. One, the force of, of the thing that you can't pin down versus the thing that's trying to pin it down. But I think behind behind it all, my assumption is that he's trying to protect the actual Binance coin. Which is good because he's trying to protect the the actual. Because I mean, without without BNB coin, or even what BUSD, w without those, and if you get shut down on Binance, and I'm assuming this is an assumption that Binance, uh, but the Binance Exchange does hold a lot of the majority of Binance coin and, and BUSDs. So assumption. Anyways, let's, let's move on forward. What do we got next? The, the lawmakers article. That's oh, yeah, I'll read that. I'll read that. You want to read that? I'll Sean? take that one. I'll take that one. Since I didn't officially read from Crypto Potato, okay. I just <laughs> wanted to plug in some B some BNB news just because I spent hours, I spent no joke, probably eight out more than eight hours yesterday look, looking into this BNB stuff. All right, so this one That's is cool. these eight, eight US lawmakers traded crypto over the past year. Yeah, this one was written by Dimitar Zunzerov. According to a recent CNBC an, an analysis, eight of the highest-ranked politicians in the USA have traded cryptocurrencies over the past 12 months. Seven of them are Republicans, including Senator Pat Toomey and Senator Cynthia Loomis, while one is a member of the Demo one of the Democratic Party. Overall, 2021 has been a highly successful year for the cryptocurrency industry as many company, companies and prominent investors started embracing the asset class. Contrary, contrary, contrary to the global inflation, financial crisis, and devaluation of the national currencies, Bitcoin and many alternative coins became an attractive investment option. 
as such, they charted all-time high prices and increased their popularity among the broader society. Among those who completed digital assets transactions in the past year are eight American lawmakers, CNBC reported. Interestingly, only one of them is a representative of the Democratic Party, Marie Newman of Illinois. The most active crypto trader amid the Republicans was Congressman Mark Green. He reported 16 transactions of about $1,000 to $15,000 each, most through a joint account. The politician further revealed that a licensed broker managed his investment. Bitcoin advocate. Bitcoin advocate Cynthia Loomis is another Republican that purchased crypto during the time uh, during that time frame. According to, according to her financial disclosure, she bought between fifty thousand and one hundred thousand dollars worth of leading digital assets in August. She previously admitted purchasing five BTC in 2013 when the price of a single coin stood at three hundred dollars. Senator Pat Toomey is next in line. In June, he bought shares of Grayscale's Bitcoin and Ethereum investment vehicles, each transaction valued between $1,000 and $15,000. His spokeswoman maintained that crypto has become a meaningfully sized asset class. On the other hand, she opined that it should compose a very modest portion of one's overall investment portfolio. Congressman Michael Waltz is a hodler too. He bought BTC twice in June, each time allocating between $15,000 and $50,000. Quote, I believe crypto and blockchain are beneficial for consumers because it serves as a hedge against inflation, he claimed. The rest of the cryptocurrency investors, including the likes of Congressman Michael McCall, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, and Barry Moore of Alabama. These political leaders of the two American financial hubs have also displayed support towards the digital asset universe in the past several months. Apart from personal, uh, personally investing in Bitcoin and Ether, Miami's Mayor Francis Suarez vows to reveal. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, Francis Suarez vowed to receive his salary in the primary cryptocurrency. Thus, he became the first American politician with such a move. Shortly after, New York City Mayor Eric Adams followed his lead, saying he will get his first three paychecks and BTC instead of dollars. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, it's it's good to be. I mean, I, I realize we do have some of our audience international. They're not all listening and watching us in the U.S. But uh, it is good to see for those of us here who are representatives of this nation and they're interested in coin. And mostly, I think it's now that we know that you know we're forcing our politicians to stop investing when they have insider information, I don't care if they invest. Nobody really has inside information on Bitcoin or Ethereum. They've been around too long. You, know, you might know when some news is coming out that will affect it, like with the uh, the Fed, you know, capturing the two criminals who stole the 120,000 Bitcoin. That drove Bitcoin's price up a bit. Um, but we knew that was going to happen. Maybe. Maybe politicians did because they knew that they were going to make the announcement. Who knew that it was going to make the price go up? I don't know. Uh-huh. All right. Warren Buffett, you want to take that one, Lissa? Yes, I can. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway bought $1 billion worth of stocks of crypto friendly bank and this is written by Jordan Lyonchev 
Warren Buffett's investment giant dumped shares of the two traditional financial services companies, Visa and MasterCard, while acquiring stocks of Nubank, a crypto-friendly Brazilian banking organization, show recent SEC filings. Buffett, one of the most prominent legacy investors, has not been a fan of the crypto industry, to say the least. Back in 2018, he called Bitcoin, quote, rat poison squared, end quote, and is among the few critics that are yet to reverse their views on the asset. However, the most recent documents has an investment company filed with the SEC show that Berkshire Hathaway made a couple of changes to its portfolio that could be regarded as pro-crypto. The firm has maintained its strong position on banks, but it has also added a neo-bank neo in the face of the Brazilian company Nubank. Berkshire ultimately bought $1 billion worth of new bank shares in Q4 2021 after investing $500 million in it in June 2021 through a Series G funding round. New bank has displayed a somewhat friendly approach towards crypto as its investment unit, New NullVest allows customers to invest in digital assets ETFs. At the same time, Berkshire has dumped $1.8 billion worth of Visa stock and $1.3 billion worth of MasterCard shares. Apart from Buffett, his partner Berkshire, Charlie Munger, is also a critic who's recently wished that digital assets were never invented. That's, I think it's it's probably uh, funny to see uh, Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger both uh, still putting down uh, crypto, but I think it's just because they don't feel like they have good control over it. So they're like, well, we don't have control over it. You're right, you don't. Oh, it's making us a lot of money. Well, yep, you're going to have to go a little bit more on the risk side, aren't you, instead of sticking with Visa and MasterCard, but I think that might be the reason that we're seeing Visa and MasterCard get more into crypto because they're like, wait, Born, don't leave. Uh, we're, we're doing the, yeah, mm, crypto. Yeah, crypto. <laughs> oh. uh, moving on. Fidelity International lists cheapest Bitcoin EDP in Europe by Antonio, Antonio, uh, ECJ. Yeah, we were trying to figure out. We were trying to figure out how to say that last name uh, on on Monday. Uh, Lisa and I were we we couldn't figure it out, so we're like, okay, we gotta wait for Jake to come on so he can say it. <laughs> All right, so I think it's CCJ, but I could be wrong. I mean, maybe Antonio will uh, text me and tell me, hey, my name's pronounced this way. Stop stop butchering my name. Mm -hmm. Want me to call you Jake Jabberly? Something. 
butcher your name? <laughs> Jack K. Are you Jack K. Jack uh, J. Barilli? <laughs> London-based investment management company Fidelity International listed a Bitcoin exchange-traded product or an EDP in Europe response to increased institutional demand. Does this sound like Warren Buffett stuff? <laughs> the product called the Fidelity Physical Bitcoin, or ETP, began trading on Germany's Deutsche Börse AG and Frankfurt Stock Exchange on Tuesday, February 15, 2022, which was yesterday for us. Uh, under the ticker symbol FT FBTC, the Bitcoin ETP, or BATP, <laughs> uh, launched targets institutional and professional clients. A survey of Fidelity Digital Assets in July 2021 showed that 70% of institutional respondents were planning to diversify into digital assets. According to a statement by Christian Staub, Fidelity International's Managing Director for Europe, Quote, as this technology becomes increasingly accepted, our clients are rightly asking for an efficient way to benefit from this trend. FBTC, it just sounds like, you know, putting the main, middle finger to Bitcoin. <laughs> FBTC offers clients an institutional quality solution to enter the market in a familiar, simple, and secure way, end quote. Furthermore, the physical backed Bitcoin EDP will charge a fee of 0.05.75, partly just slightly less than 1%, which is said to be the quote, joint cheapest on the European market along with SEBA Bank's token tracker certificate USD or SBTCU. These acronyms are ridiculous, end quote. Fidelity Digital Assets will act as a custodian to the ETP, while Eurex Clearing will essentially clear the product. FBTC, sorry, I'm sure really like that, will be available for listing on six Swiss exchange in the coming weeks. Fidelity Investments started an international investment subsidiary of the Boston-based multinational financial services giant Fidelity Investments. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And later started operating as an independent firm in 1980 which is immaterial for some reason. Investment management firm Invesco also launched a Bitcoin ETP in November 2021. As reported by Crypto Potato, the Invesco physical Bitcoin ETN listed on Deutsche Börse's Bors, uh, digital stock exchange Extra under the ticker symbol BTIC. Also immaterial. I'm probably just throwing more, more data into this article to make it sound like it's longer. So, yeah, Fidelity International lists the cheapest Bitcoin ETP in Europe at less than 1%. Right. That could have been said in one sentence. Sorry, yeah. I read this out loud. <laughs> cool. That's you got it. any more? One more article from JP Morgan being bullish on the metaverse. Jesus, I think I should take that. Let's yes, see, where is it at? I don't know where it's at. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Martin Young. Wait. 16. Martin Young. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 don't wait, tell wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. No, seriously, I lost it. Where is it at? JP Morgan is bullish on the metaverse with a $1 trillion prediction. There it is. You want me to read it? I already got it up. If you want, go ahead. <laughs> JP Morgan is bullish on the metaverse with a $1 trillion predict prediction by Martin Young. JP Morgan Chase has released a report this week titled Opportunities in the Metaverse, which delves into virtual worlds and the boundless opportunities the bank has envisioned in them. 
the multinational investment bank sees companies large and small entering the metaverse and reports that there is currently 54 billion spent on virtual goods every year which is almost double the amount spent on music the firm made a bold prediction that the metaverse will be all-encompassing and will become a trillion dollar market in the next few years quote the metaverse will likely infiltrate every sector in some way in the coming years with the market opportunity estimate estimated at over one trillion in yearly revenues end quote jp morgan stated that a robust and flexible financial ecosystem is essential for metaverse growth which will allow users to connect between both worlds virtual and physical and they state here quote our approach to payments and financial infrastructure will allow in that inoperability to grow in quote the report continued to state that existing gaming worlds have elements that parallel the global economy such as population GDP, in-game currency, and digital assets. The investment bank wants to be part of this, stating that its core competencies in cross-border payments, foreign exchange, financial, financial asset creation, <laughs> trading, and safekeeping can play a major role in the metaverse. The report did not specify any details on what the company has up its sleeves regarding metaverse developments, but did that it but did that it was working on new tech. Did that not sound right? That was correct. Wow. Yeah, I understand what you said. It just the break in the sentencing made it sound weird. So yeah, no, that sounded weird. We, and this is a quote from them, we are building and scaling new emerging technologies to modernize infrastructure and business models, including but not limited to tokenization and digital identity. End quote. The report highlighted some impressive stats from metaverse projects and spending habits, along with some projections for the coming years. The average price of a parcel of virtual land doubled in a six-month window in 2021 to $12,000, it reported. Dang, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Spending on in-game advertising will top $18 billion by 2027, it predicted, while adding that there are 200 strategic partners to date with the Sandbox, such as Warner Music Group. JP Morgan, which has also been bullish on Bitcoin, has its own lounge in the metaverse called the Onyx, which is its blockchain-powered platform for wholesale payment transactions. Sorry guys, if you can hear my cats fighting in the background. Nope. 
It may extend Ram. this to an. <laughs> <laughs> It may extend this to include virtual offices, which would reduce overheads and increase exposure for the company. <clears throat> yeah, it's good to see that that JP Morgan's making this prediction to basically draw more people in. But it's also interesting to note this uh, comment you made about uh, <coughs> excuse me adding that there were two hundred strategic partners to date with with the with the sandbox and that. More money is being sp spent on metaverse than it's being spent on on music. All of music, the entirety of all music purchased, is less than what's being spent on the metaverse. So, does it make sense now why Facebook changed its name? Hmm. I'm sure they had those analytics. I'm sure that's where they're like, look, this is all going this direction. We need to get ahead of the game, be the first person people in it, even though Decentraline was already there. Yeah. So. Second life. Second life, right? They've been <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's almost two decades, I think. Bro, for real, man. Time. No joke. Yeah, I, I was listening to some documentaries about uh, about people building, like learning to code with Second Life. Like, like people love the game so much that they wanted to start creating their own little um, I, what what do you call them? Voxels, I guess, or wraps, skins, skins. That's what they are, skins. Yeah, and yeah. so they had to learn how to code. They want to be cool like everyone else and create their own custom custom uh, skins. Well, you you gotta you gotta start programming. So I watched this two-hour documentary on on Second Life of how people were con started off as gamers, converted into into coders. It was pretty cool, man. I like I like that stuff. Man. I am looking forward to seeing more metaverse stuff. Like I said, if you haven't already, I'm sure our audience has. If you haven't already seen Ready Player One, is a good visualization. For the metaverse, in, in a most in a very general sense, because the way that Percival uh, describes metaverse, there are some cats in the background. Holy moly! Um, <laughs> um, that was not funny, John. <laughs> uh, that the uh, the metaverse is definitely going places, so it's, it's a good thing for people to look into it. That wraps everything up. Uh, Got it. All right, let's do that last little closing plug. I got to do a shout out to SOS. Thank you, SOS, for all this awesome music you have given us. We got our intro music, we got our background music, and we have an outro music. Thank you, SOS. If you guys want to check him out, he is on Twitter at SOS on side. Also, shout out to the Canadian singer Aubrey. I like your music, bro. God's plan. Awesome. Go ahead, uh, well, I guess I can wrap it up by saying if you liked our content, please like it. If you've made it this far in the in the podcast, we appreciate you getting this far in our podcast. Uh, I would say even for me, watching to the end isn't common. But uh, sometimes you catch funny things at the end, right? It's the reason you watch Marvel movies all the way to the end, because during, during the credits, they give you hints about the next thing that's coming up. So, um, yeah, we post every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Give us a like if you appreciate our content. Come and visit us on Discord. We're always in there. Uh, and check us out on Patreon and donate if you like through various coins. All this link information is in our coin tree link in the description below. Thank you for watching All and listening. Right. Until actually, go ahead, Lisa. I'll let you close it up. Until next time, stack stats and pod. Ah. Uh...